last time on Wish You Were Heroes, the party was captured by the Sternhill tribe. Will they be able to escape, or will they have to face these family matters? Stop, 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 stop. Wrong music, Raya. Play the right one. Hi, I'm Matthew Tate. And I play Calliope Sternheel. Hi, I'm Barb Graves, and I'm Sarda Domina. Hi, I'm Philip. I play Ivan the Barbarian. Hi, I'm Jay, and I play Emerson. Hi, I'm Rhea, and I play Ryla. And I'm Brittany, and this is Wish You Were Heroes. Last we left off, you had arrived at the village of the Sternhill tribe. It's late evening. The sun is already set. Fires burn. So, what do y'all do? How pleasant are these people? Uh, you actually get escorted in, and they, uh... Let's role play it out. Joram leads you in, greets them, hands you over, and he tells you, Now, I'll be back in the morning to meet you. Uh, you're going to have to sleep under guard. Uh, for the evening until you can meet with the king in the morning. Uh, it sounds good. Thank you. This is Joseph. Hi, Joseph. Well, hey there. How y'all doing tonight? I'm Joseph. I'm going to be your, your guard for the evening. It turns out Ryla just has a, 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 a freaking halfling accent. <laughs> No no one's going to introduce themselves. Oh, sorry about that. My name's Sarda, and he goes to shake his hand. He grabs your hand and shakes. Um, roll that strength saving throw there, Sarda. Jesus. That's an 18. 18? Hell yeah, that's good enough. You don't get your hand crushed, but this guy's got a way firmer grip than you expected. And as he shakes your hand, you actually see the muscles ripple uh, on his body, and what you thought was uh, just the shape of armor, you realize is fully fleshed out muscle just inside of that very thin armor that he is wearing. Whoa! Good handshake! Thank you. What, do you expect it to not be good because of my size? Is this going to be a problem? No. I just don't get very good handshakes usually. I'm watching you, boy. <coughs> he meant nothing by it. I extend my hand to shake. My name is Sigourney. Sigourney? <laughs> he shakes your hand. <laughs> Pleasure to make your acquaintance, and thank you for your hospitality. You'll take three points of damage as you're weaker than you expected yourself to be. Where did my pencil go? And he goes around, he's like, well, what about the rest of you? Ivan's still pondering over here. Uh, Emerson, <laughs> pleasure to meet you. Oh, it's a pleasure. We don't get a lot of guests around here, so it's, it's pretty nice to get to actually talk to somebody instead of always having to chop the heads off. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're very hospitable. Well, we try to be. I mean, we we don't actually want to be hostile towards people. It's just that there's been a lot of uh, mm, border patrol issues here lately, and, well, you know how that goes. It makes perfect sense. Especially after the princess got kidnapped, wars definitely escalated a little bit more severely. So it's it's been a, it's been a constant continuation of chaos. Wait, the princess was kidnapped? Well, yeah, I... The, our 
I figured Jorm never shuts up about it. I figured, dude. He'd have told you all about it. Yeah, our princess got kidnapped a while back. We aren't sure for sure who done did it, but we, we suspect that it was it was the uh, the strong arms. Why would they do that? Uh, who can say? I mean, they're the strong arms. They ain't known for being the brightest in the bunch, if you know what I'm saying. Hmm. Anyway, on that, my name's Ryla. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. It's a pleasure. I see that you are well articulated as well. Hold on. <laughs> I... <laughs> what does that mean? Am I getting flirted with? No. He well, just said that you sound like he sounds. Oh, mother... And that that means that you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you very kindly. And I reach out to shake his little hand. He, he takes your hand and he, like, gives, instead of, like, shaking your hand, he takes your hand and kisses it. Why does everyone do this? <laughs> You're the princess. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's fine. I, I, I'm very happy about that. Okay. Apparently I just ooze regality. And what about you? What's your name? Ah, uh, Ivan. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. He gives you, like, an extremely firm handshake. I match it. Hell yeah, you do. I'm surprised you don't fucking hug him. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't throw a hand axe at him. <laughs> don't be like that. I mean... I'm sorry, <laughs> The competition, you know, hey, hey you want to go axe throwing later? Look like, uh... Strong man likes to throw things around. Nice. You keep talking like that, I'm going to throw you around. Nice. I like the sound of that. Bring it on. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Does Ivan is gay? (laughs) Ivan's an opportunist. (laughs) That's sick. He says yes. Ivan's sexuality is yes. And and Ivan's pronouns are whatever gets his fucking attention. We've covered this. It's mostly Ivan. And everybody, that is how the BCW started, or the Bright Fang Wrestling League, or Champ... Come on. What that blind Bright Fang Championship Wrestling. (laughs) All right. You've made your acquaintances, and Joseph is uh, very hospitable, brings you a meal for the evening, um... You kind of do have your own isolated... Um, the the five of you are together, and Joseph gives you your privacy just sort of watching the entrance to the tent. Is Joseph somebody that I knew previously? Yes, you would have known everyone here. Okay. There wouldn't be a person not known to you. Okay. Are they all in earshot? I mean, y'all are in a tent, and he's standing guard outside the tent, so if you're whispering... Probably not, but if you're talking regular, then yeah. Uh, so, uh, Sigourney, huh? Yep. Who's Sigourney? Why'd you go with that name, Clappy? I'm uh, kind of on the lamb here, if yeah. you haven't gathered. But, but you already have told them that your name is Calliope. It seems mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, it's just a, a name for my area. I didn't tell them that. Yeah, but it's the... Never mind. I, I haven't told them that, and frankly, I had forgotten. Yeah. <clears throat> so you go by a mental name. A what name? A, a mental name? 
Yes, Sigourney Calliope Whitefoot. Love that. That sounds original, right? I'm going to look uh, uh, side to side, kind of checking the sitch and figure out how safely or not safely I can kind of go full disclosure mode to the party without being overheard. Um, roll me an investigation check. Oh, I'm not good at those. Especially with that minus four. Uh, that's going to be a 16. The fuck yeah, okay. Uh, then yeah, you you definitely can tell that you're safe here. This is probably your last chance to do so. It, to make sure everyone's on the same page. Okay, so... I definitely owe all of you an, an explanation by this point, so... Here it is. Um, when we first met, I told all of you that I was on a, um, basically a pilgrimage, uh, ahead of being, uh, coronated here in the tribe, uh, that it was customary for the Sternheel, uh, royalty to go out into the world, discover things, hence to make them a better leader. That is not at all the case. Uh, the tribe is actually fairly um, isolationist, and we've been at war uh, for a long time with the strong-armed tribe in a bid to ease tensions and possibly uh, create an armistice. Um, my father, Callum, arranged for me to marry the prince of the strong-arm tribe. I, however, my, my heart belongs to another, and that was a secret affair. I, um... Was it Jorm? My cousin? No. Okay. <laughs> I know we sound like this, but... Well, like... <laughs> Damn desert cats. Boots, shut up. I'm trying to pay attention. This is getting spicy. Did you ever feed them this morning? Yes. No. No. <laughs> this is why I don't open up to you guys. <laughs> it's like, wow, Kobe. Wow, you little bastard. Take your up. Go. Uh, no, Ivan. My, uh... My, uh, lover was actually, uh, a servant of... My brother, uh, Callius, named uh, Torvald. And, um, this affair was found out uh, it, by my brother, who reported it to our father. And I was to be judged in a tribunal under cover of night. That evening, I took enough supplies to get myself out of the desert and 
left and never looked back. And that's the truth of the matter. I don't really know where to go from here, and I want to apologize to all of you for the deception, and I hope you'll understand, but I also understand if you do not. No, do it your own. I'm sorry for almost giving you away. Maybe, maybe it's for the best. I don't know. I kind of just... Every bit of me is split where I want to be out of here, but I also want to resolve this situation, whatever that entails. I just wish that you had told us. I apologize for being guarded. It's become an aspect of myself that is one of my weaker elements, I think. Sarda puts a hand on Calliope's shoulder. You're not alone. We're going to help you through this if you need to. If you need to speak to your father, we'll be by your side. I appreciate that, Sarda. Let me rest on it tonight, and... I, uh... Whatever happens tomorrow happens. And I'm glad you're all here. All right. Anything else people want to say before bedtime? Going once, twice. Caw. That's the bird. Okay. Good, good question. Of what, what's going on with the birds right now? The birds so. are in the tent with y'all. Are hey. they in our my tent or? Yeah, y'all are all in the big tent together. Oh yeah. Hey, you you'll always have company. You can cuddle the birds if you like. I try to feed one of them. They don't eat it. I don't like these birds. <laughs> I uh, I start like taking as many into my hands as I can. They let you. Like, and just start like just petting them. What's our guard's name again? Joseph. Joseph. Giuseppe. Joseph. <laughs> yeah. You got another tent we can stay in. These birds pretty much hog everything. That sounds like a you and your traveling companions problem. I have strict orders. I have to keep you here. Fair enough. Best of luck. You can always put up a little tent in the big tent and let yourself sleep in there if that helped. Actually, a reception. Really, <laughs> it's actually a really good fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. Anyway. <laughs> How big is this tent? Big. How many people would it be designed for so I can get an idea? Mm, this is definitely like a where meetings and stuff would take place. It's big. Like so, a war room tent? Like a war room tent. Like a 25 person tent or something yeah. like that. Okay. So Sarda's trying to like group up the birds. Okay. Into one corner. How many? If you go to the corner, they follow you and like cluster to the one corner. I'll take the one corner then and just take up about work. a quarter of the tent then. How many birds was this tent designed for? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Um, is the tent like furnished what at all, or is it just barren inside? Uh, it's definitely got like 
it's got some chairs, a little fire pit. This is not like put you in manacles and keep you here as prisoners type of a tent. This is stay here under guard. As long as you agree to do so, we won't be too strict with y'all. It's not the five seasons of tents, but it's uh, it's like a motel. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad, dog. If Joseph would let me, I'll go up to um, Debbie and pull out all my uh, my blankets and stuff, the stuff to lay on, fur blankets and so forth. Mm. So I, I think that would have you would have you would have been allowed to bring all that into the tent okay. initially. Well, so yeah, I assume y'all unpacked and brought your stuff in to camp out for the night. So um, I'm assuming they provided us food again. Yes. Okay. Was this was this uh, was this serving better than what we originally got? No. It's the same style of food. I'm enjoying it. Are you? <sighs> Me too. When nobody is looking, I, uh, none of his pe- or, excuse me, Calliope's people is looking, I would make sure to season mine. Yeah, nobody's looking. It's just y'all. I would definitely season mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, offer it anybody that wants some. You you see Ryla take some like thank you. <laughs> I ate the original stuff just as is. Sardis, okay. Sort is just he's eating worse. Okay. I, I prefer do. the original family recipe. Okay. Farson's <laughs> just so used to Ivan's cooking at this point that she's just like oh sure. Okay. You little gourmand. Haven't <laughs> might live in a while, but he likes his food to taste good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little, okay. Little, little well, it doesn't take a lot. Just some salt and pepper to make most things you'd cook from the wild uh, taste good. That sometimes you never know. A little garlic powder here. Yeah, like whatever you can find to spice it up from there. <laughs> but like, it doesn't. Meaning, I'm saying you wouldn't have to carry a whole lot uh, for in order in order to accomplish that flavor palette. To where it would taste better. And you go to sleep. And while you're asleep, one of you has a very special experience. Calliope. As you lay resting tonight, you rise, stand up, and after a moment of looking around, you realize that you're also standing there looking down at your body lying on the ground. What in the hells? You know, darling, that's such an excellent way to to phrase that. Ah! You turn and there's a man standing there. Um, and he has black curly hair and just a little bit of like you can't tell if it's the embers from the fire or what that's giving him this little bit of a red glow to his eyes. And he smi- flashes a pearly white smile at you. He says, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. My name's Lorcan, and he holds out a hand. Are you a devil? The devil, to be more exact. Fonts, be gone. I'm trying to get rest. I kind of have something important to take care of tomorrow. Ah, yes. Have to talk with the the family. That is none of your concern. But what may be of concern to you is what really happened that evening. What do you want? 
just a conversation. Hear me out, and I'll get in exchange. I will tell you something that I think that you wish to know. You may speak. I've been watching for some time, and I have seen much. I've seen threats to this world that you are not capable of understanding, as you are now. They are quite literally beyond comprehension. And seeing those threats, I put in place a plan which would stop a greater destruction than that which I would bring from befalling this world. For what good is a world to conquer if it is destroyed? So I put my plan into place and then a small group of arrogant adventurers with no foresight or understanding decided that they knew better than I and tried to stop that which I've set in motion. And yet you are more rapidly destroying this world than anything I would be capable of doing. Be aware that if you continue, it will not be me who destroys this world. It will not be the darkness that you fear, but the actions that you take that bring about the destruction of your home, of everything. I take it your plan has to do with these uh, jewels. Yes. They need to stay where they are. They cannot be moved. There are some side effects, uh, albeit unwanted ones, but they are nothing compared to what would happen if they don't stay where they are. And what are these supposedly keeping at bay? There are not words to describe that which it keeps at bay. Give it the old college try, why don't you? Imagine, if you will, nightmare given flesh and form, horror beyond comprehension, spreading through the physical and mental in an instant. Something so ancient that even I would not know what to do with it. I outwitted nine lords of the hells, and the six layers that remain are, are under my control, and yet I do not believe that I could have a chance against that which is heading our way. You're asking me to take an awful lot on faith here. Can you provide some sort of proof? I cannot. I wish I could appear before you and tell you that I had some sort of evidence which I could lay out before you, but there isn't any. Anything I show you here would be something that you would not believe because it would just be based off of faith and illusion conjured by me. I have nothing which I can show you. So I'm expected to just take the word of a devil at face value. Mm, I never asked you to take my, take my word for it. I asked you to hear out my side at least, and you've done so. Give it consideration. Carry this warning with you. Know that, that I am at least telling you that what you are doing will bring this destruction. If you choose to do so, you did not do so blindly. You chose to do so at that point. The real question is, is it worth stopping long enough to find out if you can trust me? I don't know that we're exactly allotted that kind of time. If you've been tracking our progress, you'll be aware that there was uh, this abominable dragon that just laid waste to a good portion of a village. Ah. Uh, Cultist using the power 
contained within the gems for their own purposes, yes. Those your boys. They were not mine. It was necessary to mm, hire some outside help, as it were. Outside help and hired help doesn't typically come in the fanatical variety, in my experience. It does whenever you're the Lord of the Hells. I'll take this under the most skeptical of advisement. Thank you for that. Now, for my end of the agreement. That evening, that fateful evening, when you were caught by your brother, when you left, what do you think happened? Frankly, I've tried uh, my best to not think about it. Well, now you need to know. Your brother was charged with guarding you. And when you escaped, it was the worst his rage has ever been, and you know how it gets. Well aware, yes. And at this point, as Lorcan is talking, your vision shifts. You're no longer standing in this tent. Rather, you're following, and you see your brother. And as Callias storms in a rage from the tent where you were supposed to be staying, he marches over to his tent over to the servants' quarters within, and he grabs he grabs Torvald by the hair, drags him out, kicking, begging, not knowing what has happened, not knowing what is to be, drags him over to your tent, and then he beats him. He beats him to the point where he's almost unrecognizable, finally putting him out of his misery with a, with a blade to the heart. I dropped my knees angry sobbing, clutching it, whether it's dirt or carpet or whatever is at the ground. There's, It's like you're not actually on the ground. You have nothing to grasp. You try to grasp things out of anger and there's nothing there. You need to go. I cannot go yet. There's more you need to see, darling. Am I able to unsheathe my weapon? You can try. I'm going to try. You try, as you pull your weapon, uh, it doesn't even make it out of uh, the sheath before you freeze completely. And Lorcan shakes his head a little and he says, darling, I have all the power here. You cannot strike me down, but I will go. You'll have to solve the rest of this on your own. And you wake up in a cold sweat. Do you wake up screaming? Good question. Wisdom saving throw? Sure. I rolled an 11. I'm going to have to leave that up to you as the player. It's that's You're in the, the gray area where you'll get a choice. No, just more of a shudder and... I'm going to pull my hood taut over the top of my head and cautiously, slowly step out the front of the tents just to uh, catch a breath of fresh air. Oh, hey. Hey there. Didn't mean to alarm you. Just getting a breath of fresh air had a unpleasant dream. That's very unfortunate and even more so, unfortunate, I have to ask you to go back in. Uh, not allowed to let you be out here. 
could get in a lot of trouble if I do. All right, then. I walk back in and uh, I'm going to uh, just to try to uh, recenter myself, just gently play a low humming tune on my tambura. Okay. And that is how you pass the rest of the evening. All right, you wake in the next morning party. Good morning to all. Uh, I'm in my jammies. Yes, Raya, you are. Oh, you met your character. Yes, my character. Uh, you wake up the next morning. Ryla's in her PJs. Uh, Calliope was awake first before the rest of you. Um, so, yeah, you all wake up. What do y'all do? Start putting clothes on. Okay. <laughs> I stretch and I brush my teeth with my little boar bristle thing. And I just look very upset. I had a, I had a, I don't sleep well in this tent. I'm just, let, let's rephrase this. I don't need to hear about your morning routines. <laughs> Does anything interesting happen that's different? Like, Calliope, do you address this or do you keep it to yourself? <laughs> I don't address it yet, no. Okay. Does anyone have anything important to say before your guard escort comes to bring you before the king? Going once. I get uh, dressed. <laughs> Sarda is trying to stuff as many birds into like his clothes as he can. Is this trying bear? to make sure they don't fly out. He's trying something different. He's trying to like maybe hide them. It's, it's very unsuccessful. Oh. You're awake now, so they're like kind of already kind of like flapping going up to the top of the tent. You've got a little mini circle of them above your head. I wonder if we put little harnesses on them. If we could have it where Sarda gets gets the ability of flight with a giant army of birds strapped to his back. Like, <laughs> a la up. You may try. <laughs> <laughs> You go out, You the armed guard comes, you're escorted by four guards, and as you walk out of the tent, all the birds f fly out of the tent and begin circling overhead again. Oh. The one that was in still in your shirt manages to, like, wiggle its way out, and you're like, no, 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 and it's gone. Oh. I hope it bit your nipple. <laughs> But Sarda is disguised as a human right now. <laughs> it bit the nipple. It didn't, but it could have. So are you recasting this every hour? Yep. There we go. But I'm also wearing, like, almost head to toe in, like, a robe. So it's, like, not hard to cast. Or I've sometimes... What would a robe ma mean as far as whether it was hard to cast or not? I think not hard to cast, hard but thing. I mean, like, even if I wasn't casting it, you're not going to see much if I'm obscuring my face. You make your way under armed guard to the center of this uh, tent town. And when you get there, there is a almost like a stage that like traveling players would have normally 
uh, setup where it's lightweight and easy to move. Looks like it's got carts underneath it to give it its base and just some planks laid across it to turn it into a stage. And sitting on top of it are two thrones and some chairs to each side. One of the thrones sits empty and the other holds a elderly halfling man who has an unmistakable family resemblance to Calliope. Mm. Next to him, on the other side in one of the chairs, is a younger halfling man about, about Calliope's age, also unmistakably related. I'm clenching my fist, but trying to make it not look overly obvious by keeping it under the uh, sleeves of my robe. And the other chairs are filled with some elderly halflings that you're able to tell are the village elders. I suppose this would be the part where we do our acknowledgement of royalty. Okay. uh, I I try to go with, like, Emerson's cue of the kind of proceedings because Emerson's, (laughs) like, knows. Between the two princesses, the one that's from here, uh, you're the one that we all turn to. (laughs) looks at what? what's her new name? Fuck, I don't remember. Sigourney. Sigourney. Emerson gestures to you to take the lead since this is more of your expertise. Wait, why Custom, me? Customs. Yes. You're figure it out, little person. You're all just like, standing there like bickering amongst yourselves and the, uh, the king is... Uh, was in the middle of speaking with someone else and it's only too late when you realize that it's gotten extremely quiet around you and everyone is watching you. I thought I was just standing there. Emerson steps forward and she does a graceful militaristic bow and says, Your Highness. Ah. What about the rest of you? I do my normal bow. Uh, I do <laughs> a greeting. As of like my my custom, which is just basically like taking a knee. Oh, you went all fancy with. It. I thought you'd do something like <laughs> Shabra. <laughs> no. no, he's had some. He's had some some time. Okay, he's had a few practices. Listen, okay, dying will get your ducks in an order from etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ivan. I give him the same respect I gave the king um, of Ratha. I just. I stand there. Did you and Philip change places? When? With how one of you has an issue saying names because it went from you to (laughs) Philip like in school. Like you started getting Sarda right, and then Philip's just like Sarda. Like I didn't didn't know it could spread. I'm like I didn't pick my chair. I just sit where they tell me to. I always sit in the nice. Apparently, having y'all swap seats was enough to cause the problem. (laughs) It's that side of the table. It's it's a Freaky Friday brain swap. Arathia, excuse me, but okay. uh, But yeah, I I don't. I I don't try to look aggressive or anything. I'm just standing there. Okay. 
I give the ever slightest nod of my head, and the entire time I'm staring daggers at my brother Callius from under my hood. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a pleasure to see all of y'all are here, says the king as he stands up and he says, I'm glad to see so many adventurers out and in our neck of the woods. We don't get, get many people out here. Can't imagine why. What with the desert and all. Well, I see why Calliope hates Ryla. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. This is the Sternhill tribe. Um, We have some formalities we have to go through of just verifying who you are and making sure that you're free and clear to go. But after that, y'all should be fine to head on out. Heard y'all are heading eastward. So, Jorm did a good job, reported everything that y'all had happened. Definitely going to be happy to get everything sorted and get y'all on your way. Sounds good. All right. It's just three steps of formality for each person. Um, First step is we're going to verify you are who you say you are, that you look like what you look like. Uh, Second step is we're going to do a little interview and make sure that you you are who you say you are. Use a little magic on both to make sure ain't got no magic can happening that's stopping it from working right. Um, and then lastly, we'll have a feast together and then y'all be good to go on your way. Mm. We'll have a feast together. Yeah. I like that. Is she making fun of me? No, I said I said that out of character. I just have a southern accent, you jackass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and he says, so if I could get the first one of you to come on up here, whoever wants to go first. Emerson steps forward. Ah, excellent. To- uh, the bravest of the group, I take it. Come on up, you're definitely... Is that the markings of the Red Knight that I see on you? Yes, Your Highness. Ah, we, we, we're, a proud worship, we're proud worshipers of Torm over here. Um, but, but nothing wrong with, with a, a worshiper of an ally, as it were. We're really glad to see you here. Good to see you. So, so what brings you here? Oh, we're venturing east. All right. So, and he raises a hand and gestures for one of the elder ladies to step forward. She does, uh, and she has a staff with her, and she begins to chant and wave the staff, um, and it kind of holds it out at an angle above your head. Um, As she chants, you feel magic flow through her and around you. And then nothing seems to happen. He says, excellent. Now, if you'll step right over here, we've already got us a ritual circle drawn out and you can see it uh, to one side of the throne. If you'll step in there, that's the zone of truth. And we're gonna be uh, tracking whether or not you try to resist it. And if you do, even if you just try to resist it, we're going to assume that means you're lying to us now. And that's perfectly fair. And she steps into the circle. Now, I ask you again, why are you here? 
Uh, we're here traveling east. Do you intend any harm to my people? Absolutely not. Did you knowingly bring enemies towards my camp? Not willingly. Did you say willingly? Knowingly. Knowingly. Uh, no, I think everybody was aware that the that there was a like tribe trying to follow us, but I think we got away from them. No one has said anything ah. since. We've managed to obscure the tracks on the way here, but but you didn't intend for them to follow you? Absolutely not. All right. That's good enough for me. Anybody else got any questions? And nobody says anything. Exactly. You, thank you very much. You can step over to the side now. Now I'll step up next. Did you oh, your last Eager name? Beaver over here. Here we go. Didn't even tell my name. Oh, you never even told them your name? They didn't ask. Oh. Hello? Well, hello there. What do you want? But. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> now, I'm trying to be very hospitable, and you're over here being awful barky and rude about it now. I don't think that we're going to take too kindly to that. Please forgive him. He's not... I, I'm not trying to be overly rude. I'm just speaking directly. Do you say that in game? That is, we're in game right now. Yes. Yes. Oh. All right. Well, some people can't be helped. They just speak rude like. <laughs> Fuck. So, why are you here? We're heading east uh, to take on, take care of some. Out of character wise, what was it? Um, uh, famine. Famine. Right. That's what I was trying to remember. Yeah. Um, take on some kind of famine. You're going to take on a famine? Something causing the famine. Hells, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> so pleasant. All right. Step on over into the circle. He eyes it, because he remembers the last time he had to go into one of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, before you do, uh, the whole rigmarole with the staff, nothing happens. Right. And then you step in. Yeah. All right. Why are you here? I just said why I was here. Hey, you got to say it again now. We're heading east to take on something that is the cause of a famine. All right. And did you mean any harm or any ill intent towards my village? Only if they bring it towards me. That's fair enough. All right. I just blanked at what the other question was. Help me out! And no, I do not knowingly know if we borrowed anybody along with our into the trying to bring somebody um, we did not bring enemies of the state into yes their I cannot get the words right today mm, try again <gasps> was it okay to me damn uh, no did not knowingly try to bring any harm to this tribe alright it's good enough for me anybody got any questions what's, no? your, what's your favorite color Sir, we'll get to you in a second. Matter of fact, why don't you come on up here? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ivan. If you'll step over to this side. Oh, 
Okay. All right. Well, like I said, Jordan gave me a report. I know your names. Okay. I step up. All right, Sarda, come on up here. Sarda comes up. Elderly lady comes out, waves her staff above your head, chants. The staff falls, and you take eight points of bludgeoning damage. How? Eight points of bludgeoning damage. And you no longer look like a human. Uh, did you say just eight or two sets of eight? Eight. Okay, cool. She was repeating it so that you would Ouch. actually mark it. Ouch. Was that radical? Not really. <laughs> well, there we go. Hiding who you were, weren't you? Yeah. Step into the circle. We got some questions for you, boy. He steps, <laughs> he, he steps into the circle. Why the hell are you here? Same as uh, Ivan moved to the east to take care of what's causing a famine. Mm-hmm. Why were you hiding who you were? Well, because outside of where I'm originally from, people are pretty hostile to people who look like me. Have we been hostile towards you? No, but it's just... I'm always afraid. Cowardice is going to be your downfall. <laughs> no lies were told. <laughs> We're going to have to learn to face up and, and go face your duty head on, not back down and hide away from it. That's the path of a coward and one who does not stand favorably... <laughs> one who does not stand favorably in the face of Torm. Did, did you just tell Sarder to nut up or shut up? Yes. He hangs his head a little bit low. He's just like, oh. Do you intend any harm to this village? No. Do you bring anyone here on purpose that wasn't welcome? Uh. Moody fish boy. <laughs> I look uh, at, uh, Calliope and I just like give the like, I'm sorry eyes. <laughs> yeah. You see like the guards that are there definitely take up a much more like on point position. What do you mean by yeah? We did bring someone. I just I didn't think it was my place to say it was going to be hers. I'm just going to, at this point, step forward and uh, remove my hood. Jigs up, anyway. There is just a gasp and silence around the circle. What my companions say is true. We had business on the other side of the desert. I had no desire to return here. But I suppose I have business here after all, don't I? And I'm going to squarely look at uh, my brother, uh, Callius. Your father. His chin just begins to bounce. You see it. You see the whole beard begin to 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 waggle back and forth. My my girl. Your you live. My daughter lives. Yes. 
I thought you surely dead by now. And he stumbles out of his throne. Makes his way and hops off of the stage. And he takes your face in his hands. I... You were gone so long. Sorry for my prolonged absence, father. How did you escape? Who took you? I left of my own volition. And I return to inquire. I'm going to turn and again look at Callius. What became of Torvald, Callius? And your father says, oh, oh, there's no need to worry, dear daughter. He, that traitor got exactly what he deserved. Traitor? Who, who exactly did he betray? The, the village. You were, you were found out and he was going to lose you. Is that not what happened? He... You were... We were found out, yes. I was to stand trial. And rather than do that, I left. Unfortunately, that seems to have led to a series of other events which I would have rather not transpired. Isn't that true, Callius? He stands up. I don't know what she's talking about. This is, this is preposterous. For all we know, this could be a fake, an imitation. Fine. Allow me to step into the circle. Sardas jumps out of the circle. I think Calliope would even push you out, too. A little rolling paper bag winged boy. There's... Uh, are we really going to entertain this? I think it's a good idea. You hold no vote here. Especially you, deceiver. Back off. Or what? I sort of puts his hands <laughs> on Ivan's shoulders like it's not worth it. Calliope is our partner. A friend of this group. She has right to stand in there and give her side of the story. So is my uh, companion here. This point, King Callum will turn. He says, I would think, my boy, you would have no issue letting the truth be out revealing itself so that we can know what truly transpired that night unless you have reason to hide it he just kind of with that Callius hangs his head says as you wish father and steps to the side of the stage and Calliope you are guided to the stage I step in Floor's yours. 
I, uh, Calliope Sternheel did have a long-running affair with one of my brothers, and I gesture to, uh, gesture to him. Servants. We were deeply in love. It was arranged that I would be married off to the prince of the strong-arm tribe in order to hopefully quell the fighting that has been happening between our two peoples for a long time. I did not wish to be married off. My brother found out about the affair and informed our father I was to stand trial at a tribunal. I ran away. Since then I've made my home in the country of Arathia to the west, where I met, and I gesture at the party, my comrades here, and we have been on a quest of some import, to which uh, I don't think at present the details of that are important to divulge unless you feel they're necessary. We attempted to scale around the south side of the desert and avoid traveling this way, but circumstances pushed our trek in this direction. From bits I've gathered and being back among my people, my lover has been murdered and another one of my brother's trademark fits of rage. I come back before you today, though not as originally intended, to willingly submit to justice and then Torm help me to meet out my own justice. And that's another staring daggers look straight at Callius. My dear daughter, I think that it has gone beyond facing a tribunal. I think there's only one way to resolve this. Torm, help me. We will let Torm decide who was right and who was wrong as the two of you will face off in single combat to the death. The winner to be resolved, to be absolved of all charges. So, so that sounds really bad for you because you're like a weak baby right now. Can you have a champion in your steed? Well, the thing is, is we don't know that, do we? No. I will make it work. Or... I trying. Before we move in to do this, I do feel that it would only be proper, given that even after my long absence, uh, you willingly heard me out, that we allow my brother the same courtesy to tell his side of the story, should he choose. My blade will speak for me 
and for your betrayal. So be it. You leave me no option. All right. And the guards uh, form a spear circle. Uh, and he s- jumps off the stage into it. And do you join him? Yes. All right. Ivan looks to Emerson. Are we going to allow this if this goes, if things go bad? It's between them. We don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, we always have a choice. It'd be dishonorable. <laughs> we, we don't want to have a, a conflict much bigger than us. We respect our friend. Ivan just nods his head with the acknowledgement. And the two of you uh, kind of get down there. Your brother takes off his shirt, throws it off into the past the guards. And he pulls out a battle axe and says, Well, little Callie, it's your last day. And without waiting for a sign to start, he gives a yell and rushes forward and roll for initiative. (laughs) 